around the world they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I praise the Lord and keep the faith. Sipping my macchiato, gotta get my cream up. I do this for Christ, boy. This ain't for the culture. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I am your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on social media at mbills314. This is episode number 104. We're dealing with part five of racism in the church. After this one, we're going to have one more in this series and then we are going to be done <laughs> we are going to be done like i said now the purpose of racism in the church and reason why i'm teaching on it is because of things that are going on in our society today racially stems from way back in the day when racism was first introduced to america the church sanctioned slavery and I believe that if the church would have never sanctioned slavery then we would have never had to experience the oppression that black people had to experience in this country so the purpose of this is to dismantle the thinking the slave mentality and dismantle the lies that have been told to us down through the years to try to keep us in an oppressed state or to try to keep us bound or that would try to deter us from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the purpose I wanted to start teaching on racism in the church. Like I said, it's not, you know, all of it don't, it don't feel good to talk about, but these are things that need to be discussed. Things that have to be talked about if we want to experience true change. And I believe that true change first comes from the inside out once the inside is changed now we need to start working on your mind which is your soul your thinking once we get your thinking changed then everything else will follow but see what happens is you have some that are born again those that have made jesus christ the lord of their lives those that have given their life to jesus and so from the inside part their sins have been cleansed their name has been written in the lamb's book of life they are forgiven they are redeemed but the bible says and let's go to romans chapter 12 and like you know we're just gonna jump right into it no sense of playing on around with it <laughs> romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12, verse one and two, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. He's talking about this world system, this world ways of thinking, right he's telling us as believers don't conform to the world's ways he says but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good acceptable and perfect will of god 
he tells us that the way that you are transformed is by renewing your mind. The reciprocal of that would be, if you don't renew your mind, will you be transformed? And if you're not transformed, then you won't know what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The reason why slavery existed is because I declare to you that those men's minds were, were not renewed. I also would argue that those men were not even saved. They didn't know Jesus. They never gave their lives to Jesus because to Jesus because it would seem impossible for someone to give their life to Christ. And the scripture says in the book of Romans that the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So once you receive Christ, then the Holy Ghost brings in the love of God. God loves his people. So it would almost seem that once the idea of man stealing, it's the biblical term for, would be an issue for you. It would seem that the love of God will rise up in you when that idea is presented. And you would say, no, that's not the love of God. That's not the will of God. So these men's minds were not renewed and arguably they were not even born again because if that was the case, I don't believe that you can even sanction slavery and that you would even be down with that. So when slave masters come to the preachers, the preachers were supposed to say, no, you're going to keep in the world because we're not conforming to that way. We are not sanctioning that. We will not conform to that. But instead, you know what the church did back then? They partnered with them. And now we got the mess that we have today. So we want to dismantle that. We don't want to have to deal with that no longer. But today I want to deal with the lingering effects of slavery. There are some psychological lingering effects that still affects us as black people today, culturally, because, and we're gonna read, I'm gonna read some things to you that you may know, some things you may not know, but these are all fact-based. You can read in your history books, you can read any major book on slavery that you choose or want. And I'm gonna cite some sources uh, at the end of this series, not today, but uh, but the very next episode, I'm gonna cite a lot, a lot of my sources so that you can read these things and educate yourselves as well. Like I said, these things aren't pretty to hear. These things aren't, you know, are going to make you shout. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But these, this is information that I feel like we need. You know what I'm saying? So much of it has been left in the dark. And as a church, I believe it is part of our responsibility to expose and share this stuff. So let's start. Oh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 24. I will be reading out of the New Living Translation. You may be reading out of a different translation, but it's all good. We're still going to end up in the same place. It says in verse seven, if anyone kidnaps a fellow Israelite and treats him as a slave and sells him, the kidnapper must die. In this way, you will purge the evil from among you. Let's go to Exodus chapter 21. 
and let's look at verse 16. It says, kidnappers must be put to death, whether they are caught in possession of their victims or have already sold them as slaves. Kidnappers. So that's really is the term for the slave masters, the slave owners. They were kidnappers. And the Bible says they should be put to death. So instead of the slave masters beating and killing the slaves for them not wanting to work or them as they call say were disobedient in return the slave masters should have been killing the slave owners because they kidnapped them and the bible says that kidnappers must be put to death now i'm not advocating i'm not advocating for killing but i'm just telling you what the bible says so we know God's view on slavery. And I've done an episode on this before that we know that there is slavery in the Bible. But the slavery that's in the Bible is totally different from the slavery from American slavery. American slavery, as we just read, they kidnapped men, took them from their native land, stripped them of their culture, brought them here put shackles around their wrists, neck, and legs, and forced them to do labor on their behalf against their will. That was American slavery. The Bible is totally against that. As you can see, we just read. Anyone who steals men or sells men or uses men as property or kidnaps men should be put to death. That's God's view on that. I don't think that needs any more clarification. I think we got that. So as I stated before, they put the shackles around the wrist, the neck, and the legs of the slaves. Now, as I was doing some study and research on this, them putting them shackles on the wrist, the neck, and the legs, it causes and has caused damages beyond their physical body it caused a psychological blow it damaged personal identity it damaged perception of self and it also generated a desire for self-instruction and inferiority and it also damaged motivation like i said this is not this is not going to be pretty talk this is not going to be comfortable but these are things that need to be spoken of because these are things and we're going to read that still affects us as black people. If you're listening to me and you're black, it still, is effect, it still affects us today. And if you're listening to this episode and you're not black, thank you for listening. And I pray that you are further educated on this subject of slavery so that when you go and tell others or have conversations with your counterparts you're able to communicate a little more effectively and have a little more of a nuanced view on slavery and not this um and not what we were told about slavery because whether we know it or not slavery is the greatest thief in human history the greatest thief in human history so let's get on into these lingering effects of slavery that i believe still is lingering today psychologically passed down from generation to generation and it started with the family 
What the slave owners wanted to do, they wanted to weaken the family structure. So the American slave owners, they deliberately attempted to deconstruct, to deconstruct and decimate the family structure. Male slaves were powerless to protect their loved ones. Male slaves were considered studs whose job was to make baby slaves. They were encouraged to see themselves as sex machines, natural born breeders. So they encouraged the man to go and sleep with the woman after woman so that he can get a different breed, a different type of baby slave. With no emotional attachment, women were seen as sex objects and they were to satisfy the desires of the slave owner and others. Female slaves were told that all they had to offer were their bodies and they began to use their bodies as bartering tools to gain favor. The women had to learn how to detach their emotions from the sexual experience because they didn't know who they want to sleep with from day to day or week to week. So again, this damaged their psychological state. This is not what God intended. So when you do things like that to a human being, but see, they didn't consider black people human. We were considered a thing. We weren't even considered a human. So that's how they were able to treat black people in this manner. So again, I would say to you, how could the church of old in America, why would they have allowed that? So me today in 2020, as a minister of the gospel, these are all the things that I now have to fight against. These are different demons that I have to come across based upon what the early American church did. So now I have to talk to my brothers and sisters who now don't want to know Jesus because they think Jesus belongs to the white man. And now they have all these things that I'm reading to you, you know, all they know, all this information. And at the same time, the people who were doing it were praising Jesus. So, so now I have you have to pray. You have to cut through all the unbelief and all of that with the help of the Holy Spirit to now draw people to the Lord. The problem exists because white people think they're better than black people and they want to oppress us and they want us to allow ourselves to be oppressed. This is the big, I agree with you uh, perfectly. This is the basic problem. Then what do you that white people uh, think they're better What's than that I can others? Do? I can't solve the problem. You guys pull the strings at closed schools. You guys draw the boundaries that keep our kids restricted to the ghetto. You guys write up the restrictive covenants that keep us out of houses. So it's up to you to talk to your brothers and your sisters and persuade them that they have a responsibility We've assumed ours for over 400 years, and we're tired of this kind of stuff now. We're not going to suffer patiently anymore. No more turning the other cheek, no more blessing our enemies, no more praying for those who despitefully use us. We're going to show you that we've learned the lessons you've taught us. We've studied your history, and you did not take over this country by singing, We Shall Overcome. You did not gain control of the world like you have it now by dealing fairly with a man and keeping your word. You're treaty breakers, you're liars, you're thieves, you rape entire continents races of people then you wonder why these very people don't have any confidence or trust in you your religion means nothing your law is a farce and we see it every day you demonstrated it in alabama and i can say you because you're part of the whole system you profit from it in fact you make your living from it you couldn't walk around and talk to people, stand up in your pulpit on Sunday and preach nice little songs and say, now we're going to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and old Jesus be among us. 
as far as we're concerned, your Jesus is contaminated, just like everything else you've tried to force upon us is contaminated. Mm -hmm. well, so you uh, can have him. But God is all knowing. God is powerful. There is nothing too hard for God. So it doesn't matter what happened in the past. God can make it all new over again. But we still need to deal with the effects of what have of what happened. We can't ignore it. We have to deal with the issue. That's just the bottom line. We got to deal with it. Macchiatos, 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 and the script, 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 and the situation big enough you can't deal with it no matter your circumstances you just gotta be real with it it's on you ask yourself what you gon' do This concludes side A. Please flip to side B.
So again, women, black women, had to use their body or were using their body as bartering tools. They were looked at as sex objects. So, you know, if the woman said, hey, you know, I need some extra food for my children, then the slave owner would say, all right, well, give me a little something and, you know, we'll work something out. And so the women would do that thing. So they learn how to remove their emotional. It, they, they learn how to detach their emotions from the sexual experience. Now, I believe that that, amongst other things, is a psychological effect that still that still affects us today. Strip clubs are perfect are a perfect example. People go into strip clubs. They sit down. Nowadays, people say strip clubs have some of the best food. They go in strip clubs. Ain't that something? They made sure the food was good <laughs> so that you could come. Go to strip clubs. Women up there dancing naked, showing their bodies. And people give them money. Right? Now, these women can work a regular job. A lot of these women are educated and have other gifts and talents. But they're choosing. They're using their body as a bartering tool, in a sense, like you're using your body to get money. You know, you've heard things. We've all heard things growing up, not me as a man, but I was told that young girls, you know, back in the day, you know, maybe a guardian of theirs would say, hey, what you got between your legs, that'll work. That'll get a man to do so forth and so on. And some people still think that today. That's a psychological effect of slavery that's not talked about that that's not something that's just like hey this is just something i want to do that's it that's a psychological effect it was never designed for you to use your body to get money you shaking your body you're dancing people are looking at you just standing watching you do your thing and then give you money that's a psychological effect because women in slavery they taught the women that only thing that they're good for is their bodies. They were seen that they were seen as sex objects. And then, like I, I like we read, the black man was trained to be a sex machine. He was trained to be a stud to go from woman to woman to woman. That's a psychological effect that still plagues us today. Men sleep with different women, have babies, don't take care of the baby this is not all but it's a very high percentage so we're not going to deal with it's not all because the percentage is too high because 70 percent of children are raised by black women so i don't want to hear nothing about it and everybody it's too many for it to be 2020 how are you still out here having sex with different women and not raising a child that just doesn't make sense to me and let me calm down <laughs> So, but that's a psychological effect of slavery. The man will have sex with the woman. They will detach the man from the home, weaken the family structure. And this still plagues our world today. The reason why it's still plaguing the world today is what we dealt with in Romans chapter 12, because minds aren't being renewed. Of course, once you know better, you do better. But it's why it's up to us to train our children now from any mistakes that any of us may have made in the past. Train up your children now in the Lord, teaching them these things 
That way you breaking the generational cycle. It's a generational curse. You break that cycle. And I saw a voting commercial advertisement on Instagram that I thought was very disturbing. And it goes right with what we were dealing with about the psychological effects of slavery. Now, it's a video tour, and of course, I wouldn't even show you the video. You have to look up that video on your own discretion. But I am going to play you the audio to this voting commercial. Now, again, this commercial is supposed to, I guess, encourage, I'm assuming men, to go and vote. Listen to this. Get, get, get your booty to the pole, 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 yeah. Do we get your attention? Good. So, you're really not gonna vote? You know it's more than just the president on the ballot, right? Check it. A district attorney decides who to prosecute. Including whether or not to go after dirty cops. Do you know who elects the DA? We do, but you don't want to vote. Want trades and coding taught in our schools? Then vote for the school boards that will prepare us for the job market. Want to end cash bail? Well, then vote for the sheriffs and county officials that feel the same way you do. But you talking about, oh, they're going to pick who they're going to pick, shawty. Ferguson just elected their first black mayor. You know how that happened? It's clear black lives don't matter to some of our current elected officials. If they matter to you, then don't let other people decide who's going to run your community. Get your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll. Get, get, get your vote, vote, yeah, vote, vote, vote. So what you just heard was an actual real commercial. They say it is geared towards Atlanta residents because Atlanta uh, is said to have a strip club culture that in Atlanta that is the thing to do that is the place to go and eat and so forth and so on that's the culture so I'm guessing it was a local commercial in Atlanta but it doesn't matter if it was geared towards Atlanta or geared towards the world this video and you can't see it, you can only hear it, but the video basically basically in the beginning were women actually stripping they were half naked and they were swinging on the pole and then you know the girl comes on and say hey now that we got your attention, are you are you registered to vote or whatever she says? That's a psychological effect of slavery. The fact that we can't sell anything, promote anything without showing booty is an issue. And I had some back and forth with people in the comments. I think uh, Jamel Hill, that's who I saw posted Jamel Hill she's a former uh, ESPN um, host I saw her posted and for some reason they think that I guess men are going to watch this or people in Atlanta are going to watch this and for those who aren't registered to vote they're going to basically see booty and say hmm you know what I think I'm gonna go register to vote so an intelligent conversation or someone just going over a list of different things or reasons why you should vote isn't enough. Women have to show their bodies to get your attention. That's using your body as a bartering tool. That's a psychological effect. Some may not agree. I don't care. 
there's nothing else that you can tell me that can change my mind about why we would do something like that. Even all of our movies, most of the movies that we consider cultural classics are filled with sex, violence. I mean, that's what we into. And the people, most of the people who produce these movies are black people. Now you have some white people that produce some of them, but majority of the people who produce these type of movies are our people. It's a psychological effect. They don't feel like that we will enjoy any, we would enjoy anything that don't have all that in it. Like if we wanted to put out just a straight positive, clean movie, they feel like black people won't support that. I don't see why. That's an issue for me. Because I like other shows that I like and movies that I watch. And the movie good. But me and my wife were like, dang, they had a lot of cussing in the or, or well, sometimes we'll laugh. We're like, nah, he didn't even have to say all that. Nah, that they just threw that in there just because it was rated R. But that didn't even go with what he was trying to say. Or or un, a sex scene that was just too much. Like, there's things that we enjoy, but some stuff just be too much. But you know what? They feel like this demographic of people like this because they support it and these are the movies that we call you know cultural classics you know what i'm saying not all of them but a large majority of them psychological effects of slavery is still lingering and that's just some of them but the ones that i mentioned today are the ones that i believe are most prevalent as they say sex sales you know we're not even going to get into the mega stallion cardi b ordeal because we already know the situation with that that's another lingering effect of slavery so it's you know i be i think about this and people say this sometimes like well you know if, if the lord would just if the lord would have just you know come in my room or or write it down on you know they just they want something supernatural or tangible where god can visit them and then they will know to do right or they will straighten up fam we are in a whole pandemic 200,000 plus people have died from the coronavirus but yet and still we put out something like WAP so if a virus that's killing mass amounts of people aren't getting people to turn their lives to the Lord and say you know what maybe I need to go ahead and get my life together because things in this world seems to be crumbling we don't know when they're going to get better but this time that I have let me examine myself and get myself together it shows you that it doesn't matter what comes people are going to do what they want to do and you know what god gives us free will to do that he's not going to make us do anything he will only warn us he will encourage us he'll tell us but at the end of the day if we choose not to listen that is on us we're not puppets and he is not going to make us do something against our will we are supposed to line our wills up with his will and walk in that way. That's how, you know, it was designed to. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. Of course not. But we're talking about a desire. Like, hey, even though I may miss it, 
from time to time my desire and my aim is to make god is to please god so these are all lingering effects that we as black people we have to dismantle now we praying against and talking about white supremacy and that is being dismantled but us since we are learning these things that hey my actions this way of doing things this ain't right we got to renew our minds to that and then we got to walk it out so i pray for the next generation of children that are coming up that we change and rearrange ideals ideologies so that this type of stuff won't get repeated and i want to do all that i can as the lord strengthens me to make a mark in this earth that can't be erased by providing content for your soul clean compelling content for the soul that's what i want to do we can talk about sports we can talk about music we can talk about whatever it is that we need to talk about without vulgarity i believe that we can do that and i believe there's a market for that and i believe that people want to hear that everyone does not want to see violence drugs murder and sex so again today we dealt with the psychological lingering effects of slavery and i believe that god is going to break it off of our generation but he's going to use us to do it and at first and we first need to start with renewing our minds with the word of god and once we do that i believe that we can change a whole entire generation this podcast has been a blessing to you please share this with your family and your friends remember you can follow me on social media at mbills314 you can also send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com whatever platform that you're listening to me i appreciate you make sure that you rate and leave a review on apple Podcasts if you're listening on apple shout out to all my people in india bangladesh dubai and all the surrounding areas I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen you guys have really been listening and supporting. And I pray that you're growing in the word of God and that this podcast is cultivating a desire for you to want to draw closer to the Lord. So thank you again, everyone, for your support and your prayers. We got one more <laughs> for this series and then we're going to move on to something else. All right. Remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter three, verse four, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.